glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. The tale of the tape. 49ers versus Cincinnati Bengals. And what the numbers tell us about how the trends of these two teams are and how they win and how they lose. It's always a very interesting uh, episode to go through because we get to determine how these teams just go about getting their victories. You know, what are the what are the struggles they have? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Uh, who are the players that you really look at and say, hey, that guy could be a real problem for this team or this matchup works in the favor of that team? I love going through this because it really does set up the matchup in a way that helps you kind of uh, figure it out throughout the week, you know, how these games are going to go. Now, it's not a perfect science. The 49ers were ahead in multiple categories over the last two weeks, yet they lost. Uh, but I think the trends were clear in those games. Cincinnati, or I'm sorry, Cleveland was very good at running the football, and they ran the football very well against the 49ers. And I think sometimes it's all about uh, being able to execute the things you do well. And I thought that both in both matchups, the 49ers lost some key categories, categories we go through. You know, turnovers is always a big one. They lost that against Minnesota. They also lost third down uh, effectiveness as far as the defense getting off the field. So this is going to be a clear one that we're going to be able to go through and just see where the 49ers match up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are always dangerous with Joe Burrow at the helm. Uh, and then you're bringing in playmakers like Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase. They got Boyd. They are just a very talented group of the skilled positions on offense. And then on defense, they have a lot of players as well. Uh, players that you have to just really get nervous about because they are effective. And the big one for me is Trey Hendrickson. Um, he, he scares me, but they're good on the inside too, which is a little surprising when we get into the rush numbers later on in the run defense. It's something interesting there because on the interior, they have BJ Hill and DJ Reader. And I thought that that would be enough to be just very, very good against the run. Uh, but so far, they haven't proven... To be there, but I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are all buckling in for this uh, so we can get into all these numbers. 49ers versus Bengals. It's about the numbers in this one, so it's going to be a lot of fun. The last of the major pro sports leagues kick off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With the Major League Baseball postseason and NFL and college football and the NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I want to get into this, and it always starts with looking at the overall record first. And you see the 49ers are 5-2. and two. Uh, The Bengals are 3-3. Three and three. If you're looking at the cutback Tron, of course, if you're listening on an audio platform, I appreciate you. So I'm going to try to articulate exactly what people on YouTube are seeing uh, as I'm talking. And 
Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. Audio platform. Thank you guys so much. 49ers cut back on belief. The 49ers are 5-2. and two. Of course, they're on a two-game losing streak right now, and things seem to be in disarray. Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. Sam Darnold may be the answer at quarterback this week if, if Purdy's not able to progress through protocol and be cleared for Sunday. The likelihood is not good that that is the case. So the 49ers are going to go through the week preparing for Sam Darnold to be the starting quarterback. And all the while, they're coming off two very difficult losses in which they had chances on the last drive to go down and win. And a missed field goal against the Cleveland Browns. And then a, a interception thrown by Brock Purdy kind of determined the outcome of those games. In fact, they did determine the outcome of those games. Uh, but you get the 5-2 and two record, which is still good. You won your first five. You set yourself up in, the, in a dominant fashion for the season. When you look at the Bengals, they're the ones who got off to a slow start. Uh, that three and three record's interesting, and and you know you you lost three games, you won three games, but the wins are what's interesting. Their three wins are against the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. That's right, they have defeated all three teams in the NFC West. So they have defeated two of the same teams that the 49ers have. The 49ers have yet to square up with the Seattle Seahawks, but you have some common opponents and some common ground there when you're determining you know how these teams went what it, what's interesting about it though is the Bengals have kind of been figuring it out recently now it hasn't been like a big explosion on offense or an absolutely dominating performance on defense but either way it worked right sometimes it was the offense sometimes it was the defense uh but you're gonna have two teams right here that are battling the Cincinnati Bengals are three and three and looking to progress they're right now they're in the basement in the NFC North uh, that's because everyone is playing good above them. Of course, the 49ers have already played the Steelers. They won, but the Steelers have bounced back and haven't really lost too many games since then. In fact, they've only lost one. So you can see that the Bengals are fighting for position in the division, fighting for position in the playoff picture, and looking to turn this around. And here are the 49ers on a little bit of a skid. So something's got to give in this matchup. The 49ers got to get back on it. But I just thought it was interesting that the Bengals' victories are all against NFC West foes. With points per game, the 49ers had been averaging well over 30 points, but the last two outputs of 17 have definitely brought their year average down. They averaged 28.7 points per game on offense. Of course, they went for exactly 30 in the first three matchups, then 35 against the Arizona Cardinals. Then they went big against... Uh, the Dallas Cowboys with 42 points, and then now it's been 17 and 17. So it has definitely slowed down as far as output on offense. When you look at the Bengals, uh, they're only averaging 16.7 points per game on offense. Not exactly a big number and what you would expect from a Joe Burrow-led offense. Now, he was dealing with a calf early on. And I'm sure that limited some of his effectiveness as they tried to settle in uh, but they got weapons all over the place. They got a running back in Joe Mixon that's physical and fast. Uh, got pretty good vision, so he's somebody you can't sleep on. We just saw Alexander Madison have a good game against the San Francisco 49ers. We saw the run game for Cleveland get going just a couple weeks ago. The 49ers are going to have to make sure they pay attention to Joe Mixon. But that talent on the outside is where you really have to worry. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins... Tyler Boyd, like these guys got a lot of ability. And so you have to be concerned 
about them. And all the while, Irv Smith Jr. still presents some issues. Uh, so we're going to get into that, of course, all during the week. But 49ers have an advantage in points per game. But right now, the 49ers are at a point in their season where they haven't even scored uh, more than 17 in the last two weeks. So they got to figure something out. And, and that's what they got to figure out right now against the Bengals, who only score 16.7. Offensive yards per game, the San Francisco 49ers at 364 to the Bengals 256. And this number for the 49ers over the last two games has fallen. They're really close to 400 yards per game through the first five games. For the Bengals, it's the opposite. It's going up a little bit. Not a, not a big jump, but a little subtle jump. Uh, but when you look at it, that's not a tremendous output. Uh, you see the Warriors have an advantage of over 100 yards of total offense. And I'm sure we'll find out why here in a second. Because rush yards, Warriors are averaging 136 a game. And just two weeks ago, it was 156 a game. So 20-yard average goes down a lot of it has ineffectiveness in the game this week against um, the Minnesota Vikings. Definitely brought that number down. But still, 136, one of the top five in the league as far as rush yards per game. Where you look at the other side, the Bengals, 69. That's even less than what Minnesota was doing. Uh, but you can't sleep on it because we just saw a Minnesota Vikings struggling run game get it going against the 49ers defense that for whatever reason since the Cleveland Browns hasn't been as effective at limiting and slowing down opposing teams' run game. You can't limit and uh, slow them down. You can't make a team one-dimensional. You're going to give them some opportunities for some plays, and that's what we've seen over the last couple weeks. I think the defensive performance against Minnesota was a little bit more lackluster. So here come the Bengals, 69 yards per game. I don't think you put that on Joe Mixon. I think that is really so much on that offensive line. They just haven't been able to open holes consistently, and that's what they're going to have to do in this game. So advantage 49ers on the ground, but I fully expect the Cincinnati Bengals to make that a point of emphasis for their defense, especially if Sam Darnold is the quarterback. They are going to try to limit the 49ers' offensive production on the ground by loading the box with eight guys and making Sam Darnold beat them. So that's something we'll go over during the week, but just remember that just because you see, hey, we should be able to run the football, you can't always run the football as effective as you'd like if the defense comes in and looks to take it away. Sometimes you have a dominant run game and just nothing the defense does. They have to sell out everything to stop it. and Nothing they do can work out. But in some categories, if they bring eight in the box, it makes it very difficult. And it's smart and very strategic from a percentage standpoint to go ahead and throw the football and take advantage of those looks that you're presented. So I think that's what they'll probably do in this game. And pass yards per game, 49ers at 228. Uh, they have definitely not been as effective as far as passing the football. I think they got some work to do. Uh, Bengals as well. It, it You know, the Bengals, they, they're just not putting the numbers together overall. But I think they can definitely work on it and get better and better because they have the weapons. The Bengals, 186, so not over 200 yards per game. Right now, these, a lot of these stats were very surprising to me. I did not expect you know, for that to happen and for the Bengals to have some struggles as far as throwing the football because when you have one of the top quarterbacks in the league and the weapons that he has, you would think they'd be very efficient. Now, 49ers are going to see more 11 personnel. That's three wide receivers, one running back, one tight end, 
They're going to see more 11 personnel than probably they've seen the entire season. Very reminiscent of what the Rams ran in 2018, 2017 in that area right there. So uh, just remember that. So 49ers advantage in run game, advantage in pass game. Will that translate, though? Uh, we just seen Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings offense go off for over 450 yards. Do I expect a repeat? No. Are they as talented as Minnesota? Yes, they're more talented. But I just think it's going to be a little bit of a different game. I think the 49ers will tighten it down a little bit. But let's look at the quarterback comp. And I'm going to have to go through this a couple of ways. First off, we'll look at Joe Burrow versus Brock Purdy. Since we don't know for sure Brock Purdy's out, I just want to do my due diligence a la John Lynch. Uh, but you see Burrow is having a decent season, but not a season that we expect from a player of Joe Burrow's category. He's a completing at 63.4%. Brock Purdy's at 67.9%. Brock Purdy's completion percentage actually went up uh, last week. So he he was lower. Now he's, he's almost a 68%. So that was interesting. As far as yards, we know that the numbers total for Cincinnati's down. Joe Burrow... 1,230 yards through the air with Brock Purdy at 1668. Touchdowns, Brock Purdy 11 to Joe Burrow's 7. Interceptions, Purdy had 2 in this game, 3 in the last 2 weeks. That's got to be a little concerning. But with the concussion happening right before uh, the first interception, I think the concussion may have played a part in Brock Purdy's ineffectiveness down the stretch. His first throw after... The potential concussion hit uh, is an interception. I think that kind of signals that maybe it had something to do with it. Joe Burrow, seven touchdowns. Of course, we all know he's been dealing with the calf, so he hasn't been healthy all year. You got to give him some grace there. And four interceptions. So not quite a two-to-one ratio, which you like, uh, but really close. He has taken care of the football. In fact, Cincinnati's taking care of the football on a whole. Uh, Joe Burrow, one of the things that always gets the Cincinnati Bengals is the pass protection. He has been sacked 14 times through six games, so that's something to remember. But Kirk Cousins had been sacked 15 times through six games, and the 49ers could not get home. But one big difference, though, the Cincinnati Bengals don't have a Christian Derisaw. So the Minnesota Vikings were very willing to put Christian Derisaw on an island uh, all by himself and give help everywhere else and feel like they had a good chance to win. And for the most part, that worked. I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals have a player talented enough uh, on the front line to do that. I don't think that they can count on Orlando Brown or Jonah Williams to do it. I mean, I think they're both good players. I just don't think uh, that they could get it done at the level at which Christian Derisaw was able to. So that'll kind of open some things up. And then... The rating, quarterback rating, uh, Joe Burrow, 79.8 to Brock Purdy's 107.2. Well, like I told you, I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. I'm going to flip this over, and we're going to talk about the other quarterback. And so what I did was I took the last six games that Sam Darnold played last season for Carolina. Of course, this can't be completely accurate because he wasn't playing under Kyle Shannon. He wasn't playing with the 49ers weapons. But I thought it would give us a pretty clear view. We talked about what Joe Burrow's done through six games. You can kind of look at how his numbers correlate with Sam Darnold and what he did last year. I thought noticeably uh, Darnold was less accurate. Uh, so that was always something you want to take into consideration. If he's going to be less accurate, it means you probably want to pressure him, bring blitzes, uh, knowing that he's not going to be able to be consistent. That was number one. 
His yards were pretty close to Burrow through the six games, 100 yards, roughly 90 or 87 yards if you want to get uh, fine with it. Both guys, seven touchdowns. Actually, Sam Darnold, one less interception. Sam Darnold, four less sacks. And Sam Darnold with a better quarterback rating. So it was interesting to look at that. And, of course, it is last year that Sam Darnold playing it, you know, for the Carolina Panthers down the stretch. Different weapons, no Christian McCaffrey. I get it. But I thought it gave a clear picture that Sam Darnold didn't play awful. You would like to see his completion percentage up into uh, the high 60s. And I think that's where Joe Burrow wants to be as well. They want to be up there in that 67 to 69 range, kind of where Brock Purdy is sitting right now, and they would feel comfortable. But uh, you're seeing quarterbacks that are effective and efficient enough to make plays uh, for their football team. So uh, just a little glimpse at what, what Sam Darnold did last year in his six games compared to what Joe Burrow has done this year in his six games. Because, of course, Sam Darnold, no reps this year. Brock Purdy has handled business. So let's talk about third down conversions. So this is one of the ones that I'm always interested in is third down conversion percentage. Last week, bad for the 49ers as far as defensively. Minnesota Vikings were 8 of 13 on third down. They were fantastic. And when you consistently allow teams to extend drives by getting first downs and converting, it makes it difficult for your defense, but also time of possession you eventually start wearing down. You limit the, uh, you know, the, the amount of possessions the 49ers offense gets. But the 49ers offense was very efficient on third down as well. They were 5 of 8 last week against Minnesota Vikings. So the trend continues. 49ers are at 45.3% uh, on third down, which is really good. They were 1 of 1 on fourth down last week. The Bengals on the other side, though, not converting at a high level. In fact, this is one of the lower conversion rates that the 49ers have faced this season at 33.3%, which means it should allow the 49ers to get off the field on third down. That was a big bugaboo against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings just kept converting on third down. The, Vi the, the 49ers just never forced a punt. Uh, so I think that's something they need to do in this game, force punts and make sure they get the Bengals off the field. Now let's look at what the defense did. Uh, 49ers right now allowing third down conversions at 40.9% with the Bengals at 41.3%. It's basically a deadlock even uh, amount that both defense give up right around 40%. Both of these teams would love to get it under 40%, even closer to 35%. That's where the elite caliber defense is. You give up about 35% on third down conversion rate, and then you get your offense up to close to 50% converting on third down, and that's winning football. And that's where both teams are, are working and trying to get to. But right now, a dead heat at about 40%. 40 yards offense has the advantage. 45% they convert to the Bengals, 33%. So a little give and take there between these two teams. So now that we're in defense... Let's talk about points per game. 49ers coming into last week were the number one defense in the league as far as points allowed. They were giving up 14.5. Now they are third in the league at giving up 15.6. That's still a great number. 15.6 would actually is actually better than last year by over a full point. 49ers gave up over 16 points a game last year during the season. So they're still doing a good job. I know a lot of people are wanting to press the panic button and get worried about Steve Wilkes, uh, but they've only given up 23 points 
one time to the Rams and then 22 last week. Besides that, teams haven't even got to 20 against them. They've done fantastic this year, but in seven games, they've given up 20 twice. I think a lot of defenses would take that. You look at the Bengals, they're giving up 21.2. So a, a big difference between these two teams as far as defenses points allowed. 49ers need to make sure they get well over 20 points in this game to be able to hold off Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals offense. As far as yards allowed per game, you can see the Bengals give up a little bit more than the 49ers. Uh, it's, it's not a lot, 53 yards, but 49ers have given up too many yards over the last couple weeks. Not usually worried about yards. I'm more worried about uh, points that are scored, uh, but... I think it does give a signal to how teams are being able to keep the ball, keep the defense on the field, win time of possession, and those are all elements you don't want to face and you don't want uh, teams to have the advantage on. So you can see 49ers' small advantage here on defense as far as yards per game. Let's talk about passing yards. This is where the Bengals have their advantage. The 49ers gave up way too many yards through the air to Kirk Cousins and that Minnesota Vikings offense. So... You see right here that the Bengals' defense uh, plays pretty good to where the Vikings were. The Vikings gave up 212 yards per game uh, through the air, and now you see the same thing with the Bengals pretty close. So pretty effective pass defense for the Bengals. A lot of that starts with the pass rush that they get up front. They do a good job, and then they're good tacklers on the backside, uh, making sure they're making plays on, on that side as well. 49ers need to make sure they slow up Joe Burrow and keep him closer to that 186 that the Bengals average uh, than the 223 that you see here. So rush yards allowed per game. Uh, the 49ers allow 79. It's not that bad uh, considering, uh, but the Bengals give up 143. So the Bengals' weakness on defense is obviously rush defense. 49ers' weakness over the last two weeks has been rush defense. Uh, so they need to get better in that category, but still you see they're uh, significantly uh, better than the Bengals as far as yards per game on the ground. 49ers need to get stops. They need to make the Bengals one-dimensional, and I think they can do it in this game. When you're looking at the Bengals, the 49ers need to establish a run game, but I think the Bengals know that. So the Bengals are going to load the box. They're going to try to take away the 49ers' run game and Christian McCaffrey and put the pressure on whoever the quarterback is, whether that's Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold. That's going to be their number one goal in this game. So I, I think that you can see right here that the advantage for the Bengals, that, where their defense plays well, is in uh, pass coverage and where their weakness is is stopping the run. So I, I think they're going to have to overcorrect to try to stop the 4 yards run game. Maybe that will open up some things in the passing game. And we do know that I've seen teams like Seattle be able to get the ball vertically, uh, sometimes against the Bengals. So there could be some shots down the field. Time to talk turnovers. Another equal uh, right here. 49ers have had six turnovers. Of course, Brock Purdy with three in the last two weeks. Christian McCaffrey with two in the last three weeks. Uh, you know, that's a lot of it. So Brock Purdy has accounted for four turnovers this year, one strip sack, and then three interceptions. Christian McCaffrey with two fumbles, and that's your six. With the Bengals, uh, it's all about Joe Burrow. He's had four interceptions. And then they have one on top of that. So both these teams, though, do a pretty good job. I mean, think about it. Do you know for the Bengals, six games, five 
turnovers. That's a good ratio. 49ers do seven games, six turnovers. That is a pretty good job. And you got to take care of the football if you're going to play winning football in the NFL. And I think both of these teams do a good job of taking care of the football. 49ers, though, over the last two weeks have turned the ball over way too much. Uh, so they're going to have to correct that. Four turnovers in the last two weeks. you got to buck that trend if you're going to win football games in the NFL. So takeaways. Warriors have played one more game, so remember that. But they have 12 takeaways. They have 11 interceptions. Could have easily been 12 if Charverius Ward would have been able to hold on to that ball uh, when he jumped in front of Jordan Addison. So uh, there has been opportunities for the Warriors to get even more turnovers, but Bengals take advantage of opportunities as well. And so uh, giveaways and takeaways are so important in these matchups. They can tip the scales. Last week against Minnesota, the 49ers lost by five points, turned the ball over three times. Uh, if they even have two of those turnovers back or one, even one of those turnovers back, the Christian McCaffrey fumble or uh, Brock Purdy's first interception, potentially 49ers could have won the game. So it's always something to watch and monitor is turnovers. And I always think they have a big impact on who ends up winning the football game. Turnover differential. Uh, the 49ers are plus six. The Bengals are plus five. Dead even. So when it comes to turnovers, dead even uh, between these two teams. They take care of the football. They get turnovers. Both teams very good. And at being able to take advantage of opportunities, ball-hawking style defenses, but on offense, take care of the football at a pretty high rate. Both playing winning football when it comes to turnover ratio. Where the advantages are for the 49ers, especially, is in third down conversion rate. 40 yards are better on offense on third down uh, by nearly 12 points. And then they're better just slightly on defense. So that one's kind of a wash, but on offense, you see the distance between. 40 yards run game is really good on the ground compared to the Bengals defense, which isn't that great. So you see where one is really good, the other's weak. That's a, a position where you could possibly take advantage. On the other side, though, uh, Bengals offense is coming on as far as passing the football, and 49ers rush or pass defense is going the other way. Uh, so there's not a lot of advantages here or there where the teams match up in comparison, um, but I think you do see some. And I think one of the big topics is going to be this week, you know, which one of these teams can get turnovers? Because if you get a turnover, it can tip the scale in your advantage, especially when teams match up well like this. 49ers definitely have some advantages, but we don't know what the situation is going to be like at quarterback. Will it be Brock Purdy? Will it be Sam Darnold? And with that, who's going to be playing left tackle? Kyle Shanahan said it's likely that Trent Williams is going to practice this week, that they were careful with him against Minnesota because of them playing on the artificial turf. I think that's a smart idea. Make sure you take care of your players. But Trent Williams coming back would be huge because – Let's be honest, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, and I want to talk about it just for a second, their defensive line, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, are really good. And then DJ Reader and BJ Hill inside. It's, it's, a good, it's a good group. When I was watching them on film, they, that jumped out to me. I thought the defensive line was definitely a strength of the Cincinnati Bengals team. And so when I was watching them, I'm like, okay, the 49ers need to make sure they can go ahead and limit the effectiveness of that defensive line. One of the best ways to do it is get a run game going. They average, they give up 143 yards a game. That's nearly the four yards average on the ground. So get a run game going uh, and take advantage of their linebackers. Logan Wilson, uh, Jermaine Pratt, 
Akeem Davis, Gaither. Take advantage of those guys and find matchups for Kyle Juszczyk, for George Kittle, for Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield, but also being able to run against them. This is the time you unfold your full run game, everything you got uh, to put pressure on these guys to be able to make plays. So I like that, and I think if you can take advantage of those linebackers, some of the guys on the back end will give you uh, some opportunities. I like Cam Taylor Britt a lot. I liked him coming out of college. The belief is the Fournier's were going to draft him, and he got drafted three spots before. Uh, and then Awuzier, I think, is somebody the Fournier's can get. Uh, Seattle got him a couple times, but uh, they're very good. So uh, they're going to be a sound defense when they're out there. You have to take advantage of running the football. You have to win uh, You know the time of possession this week. Do not lose the turnover battle and win on third down. You have a good chance to win. And when it comes to the Bengals, they're just looking to continue to build off what they've been building on and make this four straight NFC West teams that they've beaten. They win this. They will have beat all four teams, and that's their four wins. That's interesting. I wonder how many times that's happened in a career that, I mean, in a season in the NFL history that the first four wins were against another division. Uh, I think that will be a fun stat. So Fournier's got to get it done on the ground. They've got to be able to limit the amount of opportunities that Joe Burrow and this impressive offense are going to have. And on defense, as far as offensively, they're going to have to make sure Trey Hendrickson and the rest of this defense doesn't get to whoever is playing quarterback and isn't able to stop the 49ers run game. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. And of course, all kinds of content over on Patreon. Uh, breakdowns of the film from every single game this year, including the game they just played against the Minnesota Vikings. More coming out on that as well. The Ed Hill Show available and Classic Show still coming up this week. Uh, so lots of content. Go over there and check it out. Standalone content, extra stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So lots of ways to listen to 49ers Cutback. More will be coming out this week on this on the channel. So come back through, check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, just like always, thank you for joining me. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. Remember, the right way is always the 49ers.